0: welcome back to another episode of everything nhl the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar
1: hey what's up man
0: so so this week we're gonna go over Um, top 100 uh, forwards for um, fantasy. We're going to compare the list on NHL.com with um, James List. And then we're going to go over uh, the previews for some of the games coming out.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. I can't wait to talk about uh, regular season games. Uh, I guess we'll talk about both Tuesday and Wednesday, since there's not too many games on those days. But yeah, it's great to have the season back. It's going to be fun to talk about for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll uh, go on to the, I guess, um, fantasy list now. And I guess we'll go, um, I guess, five spots at a time.
1: All right. That sounds good.
0: All right. So I guess the first five from the NHL list are um, Connor McDavid, Leon Seidel, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Nikita Kucherov, and Austin Matthews. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, honestly, I have them in the same order. I think I would have had Matthews at four. The only problem is he's just coming off of wrist surgery. I don't know whether he'll be 100% to start the season. He should start the season on time. But I think I would just put Kucherov over him because of that. Uh, Kucherov seems to be fully healthy for the first time in, in like a couple of years. So I definitely like his chances at getting a lot of points this year.
0: Yeah, and I guess for Austin Matthews, even though he's getting a wrist surgery, um, shouldn't be too bad. He should still be in the top five.
1: Yeah, the, the first game for Toronto is going to be on Wednesday, and he should be playing in that game. They haven't said that he won't be, so I just assume that he'll be ready to go. All right, sounds good.
0: And I guess the next five for the NHL list would be Artemi Panarin, Brad Marsh, and Nico uh, Rantanen, David Pasternak, and Patrick Kane. And uh, we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, mine's pretty similar. I got uh, Panarin at, at sixth. Uh, Marshan at seven. I have Pasternak at eight, just because they're line mates. I feel like they can generate well together. I have Ranton at nine. I feel like his uh health is just a little bit more in question than Pasternak's, in my opinion. But or else, yeah, he's still really solid. And yeah, Patrick Kane at number 10, just because he does have good scoring upside and he's proven that he can score uh really well. So yeah, I like him there.
0: Sounds good. And I guess for the next five, for the NHL list we have, Alex Ovechkin, Jonathan Huberdeau, Alexander Barkov, Braden Point, and Brady Kachuk. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, I have Alex Ovechkin at 11th. I believe he did suffer an injury in tonight's preseason. I don't know the extent of that, but um, assuming he'll be okay to start the season. Yeah, I have him at number 11. Then I have Huberdeau at 12. Yeah, he's another solid left wing. Um, I have Sidney Crosby at 13th. I feel like he's being undervalued just because of his injury. He should only be out maybe like four or five games max. I I don't feel like he's going to be out for that long. He had a similar surgery to Austin Matthews. He just had it a little bit later on in the offseason. So yeah, he's being undervalued. You should be taking him early. I have him at 13th. I have Barkov at 14th. Obviously, he just signed his contract um, uh, in the news. And yeah, he seems to be ready to go. So I like him. And then yeah, Braden Point at 15th. I feel like um, just getting a guy that's a really strong scorer and he can play both center and right wing, I think it's pretty solid. So yeah, um, Braden Point at 15.
0: Sounds good. And I guess, uh, what do you think about um, Brady Kachuk being rated so high?
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a contract right now, so he's not starting the season. Um, he'll probably be, be signed at some point between now and December 1st. I think that's going to be the deadline uh, for him to sign or else he won't play this season. And with that kind of risk, I can't have him in the top 20 players. I have him a little bit further down, and we'll get to him. Sounds good. And
0: I guess for the next five, we have um, Mitchell Marner, Kirill Kaprazov, Mika Zabanajad, Sebastian Eho, and Andrei Svechnikov for the NHL list. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, I have Mitch Marner at 16, um, really solid. I think he was like fourth in scoring last season. Of course, he doesn't get all the other fantasy categories in terms of, like, hits and stuff, but other than that, he's still really solid. Uh, Mika ad uh, you mentioned, yeah, he can score. He can pretty much do everything. He's really solid. And then I have Sebastian Aho, another really solid center. Um, 19, I have Mark Scheifele. This is another guy I feel like is undervalued just because he's serving a one-game suspension at the beginning of the year. We talked about that hit in the playoffs. Of course, he only served three games of that suspension during the playoffs, so the one game carries over to this season. But for him to drop outside the top 20 on many rankings, I don't feel like it's right. He's a point-per-game scorer or better every year. Um, From that hit, even though it was uh, deemed uh, a dirty hit, it shows that he gets hits in fantasy. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to get you all the different categories, but he's on a solid Jets team. So, yeah, I feel like Shifley should be at 19. And I have uh, Kirill Kaprizov at 20. Um, He's heading into his second season um he was really solid he was rookie of the year last year yeah so i think he can continue to ascend and yeah i have him at 20. sounds
0: good and i guess for the nhl list we have uh matthew kachuk um steven stamkos uh mark shifley Sidney crosby and patrice bergeron and we'll go to you for yours
1: yeah, so I have Andre Svechnikov. I mean, he's probably the best like goal scorer on Carolina. He's really talented. He should continue to get better uh, even this coming year. So I like him. I have Steven Stamkos at 22. Um, I know people talk about him being like injury prone, but just the fact that he can keep up scoring with guys on his team like Kucherov and Braden Point, I feel like he's he's sort of good there. I mean, you don't have to really invest in him too much as like one of your top players, but uh, he's still really solid. Um, I have Elias Pettersson here at 23. He's also being undervalued because of his injury-plagued season last year. Also, he didn't get off to a good start. I feel like with a, a solid supporting cast that he has around him, he's definitely the best offensive player from this Vancouver team, so I like him at 23. I have Matthew Kachuk at 24. He's one of those category coverage guys. Um, you just ha- have him in your fantasy lineup. He's pretty much going to He's gonna get points. He's on the power play. Plus minus is pretty good. He gets hits, he gets shots. He's just sort of an all-around guy. And then, yeah, I have Brady Kachuk at 25 just because he doesn't have a contract. We don't know when he's going to sign. Um, I'd say that if he falls any further than 25th among forwards in your draft, that's probably the best time to take him. Don't heavily invest in him right now just because you don't know how much he's going to be playing for you. So, yeah, I have Brady at 25.
0: Sounds good. And I guess for the next five for the NHL list, we have uh, Max Pacioretty, um, Elias Peterson, Alex Debrinkit, Gabriel, uh, Landeskog and Mark Stone, and we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, so I have uh, Gabriel Landeskog at twenty six. He's another one of those guys that just covers so many different categories. His two line mates, Rantanen and McKinnon, we already talked about. They're up much higher. And I mean, when you're playing with that kind of exposure, you're going to get a lot of points. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not ranking him any lower than that. I have Patrice Bergeron at 27. His two line mates are also further up. He's just a lot older and more injury prone, which is why he's further down, but he's also really solid. Um, Max Pacioretty I have at 28 and Mark Stone I have at 29. They're line mates. They're the two best offensive players on Vegas. Um, I think Pacioretty is more of that higher end scorer at this point in his career and Stone's more of that defensive all around type guy. So they're both going to get really good stats for you. They'll get good points for you as well. I think in terms of, like, goal and point ceiling, you might look at someone like Paschuretti a little bit higher. But but honestly, I feel like it's the same either way when you're drafting them. Then I have Kyle Connor at number 30. I feel like he's one of these guys that uh, he could score, like, 40 goals or more. Like, he he really is, is the top goal scorer on that Winnipeg team. And I feel like he's being undervalued a little bit for his potential. So I like him at number 30. For sure.
0: And I guess for the next five for the NHL list we have Kyle Connor, Nikolai um, Ehlers, Jake Gensel, uh, John Tavares, and um, Ans Kopitar. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, um, I have Alex DeBrincat at thirty-one. I mean, the guys playing with Patrick Kane, uh, they pretty much have really good chemistry with each other. I believe Alex Dobrinkit was in like the top five or 10 in goal scoring last year. So we know he has that goal scoring ability. And yeah, I think there's no reason why you can't take him as one of your top wingers uh, in a draft. So he's really solid. I have John Tavares at 32. Obviously, he's coming off of a serious injury. But, I mean, he looked great in his first few preseason games. I think he should be back to normal as sort of that third scorer for Toronto behind Matthews and Marner, sort of centering that second line. So, yeah, I really like him. Um, And then I have Nikolai Ehlers at 33. Obviously, he had his breakout season last year. We'll have to see if he can keep it up. I think he can. Um, I probably wouldn't take him over guys like Connor and DeBrinket. I feel like he's a little bit lower than that, but he's still really solid. Then I have Aze Kopitar at 34. He's just one of these guys. He gets older, but he's still so skilled. I mean, he's the best scorer for LA for sure. Um, Even on a bad team, plus minus is not going to hurt you at all. Uh, He's normally in the plus every year. Plays on top power play, gets shots, he gets hits. I mean, this is a guy that you want. If you sort of don't get a top center early and you want a, a strong guy there, then you can definitely add him. Um, And then I have uh, Johnny Goudreau at 35. I feel like he's really undervalued just because of having a poor season last year. I definitely think he can bounce back. I mean, this is a guy that had like what 99 points in 82 games before in his career. He's not that far removed from it. So um, he definitely is one of these guys that could have a bounce back here and could be more valuable than where he's going. So I have him at 35. For sure.
0: And uh, I guess uh, for the next five of the Yahoo list, we have, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, um JT Miller, William Nylander, Brock Boser, and Evgeny uh, Kuznetsov. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: All right. I have JT Miller at 36. Um, I think he's just one of the more talented forwards for Vancouver. Sky can do pretty much everything. He's going to be on the top line most likely. Uh, if not, he'll be centering his own line on the second line where Vancouver's top six is looking like really strong in terms of scoring. So I really like him. I have Jake Gensel at 37. Um, It's really hard to sort of project where to put him. I just put him around there because he doesn't have uh, either Crosby or Malkin to start the season. So it is possible that he has to shelter a lot of the load in terms of scoring and he might not get off to the hottest start. But yeah, I still do like his upside that he brings as a goal scorer. So I have him at 37. I have William Nylander at 38. I mean, he's going to be playing with John Tavares for most of the year. He's probably going to be on the top power play or pretty much being the focal point of the second power play for Toronto. So he's definitely someone that needs to be rostered early enough. And then I have Brock Besser at 39. They rely on him a lot for goal scoring in Vancouver. Um, I feel like he's another guy that's pretty undervalued in terms of what he can bring. Um, all the time, um, you know, he's just being talked about as sort of that secondary guy behind uh, guys like Pedersen, Miller, and and Horvat, but I feel like uh, he's very valuable to this Vancouver team, so I really like him there. Um, And then at number 40, I have Ryan O'Reilly. He's one of these uh, centers that he covers multiple categories. He's probably the best scorer for St. Louis. Um, Yeah, he's going to get you shots, hits, power play points. He's pretty much going to get you everything. His plus minus is so solid as well. So, yeah, I have him at number 40.
0: For sure. And I guess... For the next five for the um, NHL list, we have um, Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhardt, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Matthew Barzell, and Jack Hughes, and we'll go to you for yours.
1: Yeah, I have Marth- Matthew Barzell at 41. I think in terms of talent, he would be much higher, but he plays for a defensive team in the New York Islanders, so his ceiling is kind of capped in terms of what he can do. Um there is a chance he could still break out. So if you really need a number one center and you don't have one yet, he's one of those guys that it is possibly he, he could be that solid center for you. Um, I have Jack Hughes at 42. Um, he just took a step forward in his second season last year. I feel like he could take another step forward this year. Uh, he's, he looked really solid, contributed in almost every category except for maybe not hits everything else. He should be really solid. His plus, minus should also come up as New Jersey sort of improving. So, definitely something to look out for. And then, yeah, I have the two Florida guys beside each other too. I have Sam Bennett and then Sam Reinhardt. Um, I think Reinhardt is the better scorer, uh, but Bennett should be able to keep up with him in points. Plus he'll be getting a lot more hits and stuff like that, which is the way Bennett plays. So I feel like Bennett's a little bit more valuable than Reinhardt. So I would probably take him one spot ahead. Then I have Evgeny Kuznetsov at 45. Um, I don't know. He had a rough year last year. He seems to be, a little bit disconnected with the team over the past couple of years. Hopefully he sort of finds his scoring again. He's really talented. He should be maybe a top 25 player overall. He has been in previous seasons. He just needs to find that scoring again, but else, yeah, I like him quite a bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess for the next five, um, for the NHL list, we have um, Ropey Hines, uh, Jason Robertson, TJ Oshie, Andre Pallet. And Joe Pavelski, and I guess that's halfway through the list. And we'll go to you for
1: yours. Yeah, so I have Nicholas Backstrom. He's the other center for Washington. I know he is injured at the moment. Uh, he shouldn't be out for too long. So I feel like he is being undervalued um, in terms of uh, you know just him having that injury tag beside him. Uh, Honestly, I feel like that you could get him a little bit later than where I'm ranking him at 46. And I think you're pretty much getting a steal there. So definitely look at him. He's probably the second best scorer uh, or the third best scorer in Washington, whether it's Ovechkin or Kuznetsov, whichever order that is. So definitely like him. Um, I have Sean Couturier at 47, another undervalued player because he played for a Philadelphia team that underperformed last year. They definitely can't be any worse than they were last season. So he should improve as well. He's one of those guys that's really safe in every category. He's not going to have a minus on his plus minus category. Um, he's going to get hits, shots, playing on the top power play. He's just the, the main center, the main scorer for this team overall. So I definitely like Sean Couturier. Then I have the two uh, left wingers from the stars. I have Jason Robertson first at 48 and then uh, Rope hints at uh, 49. I just feel like that Robertson so far in his career he has been more healthier than hints uh, hints uh, is was sort of in and out of the lineup last season and the year before he was always banged up i feel like robertson's a more reliable guy i know hints can cover categories a little bit better but i'd rather go um with the best ability and that's availability so um yeah definitely robertson's the guy for me just a little bit ahead and then i have andre palat at 50 he plays left wing on the top line for tampa bay plus minus is the main reason why you're drafting him that high. But, I mean, he gets hits, uh, shots, and he sees power play time. So that's definitely something to look at. And then, yeah, that's the top 50 so far. For sure.
0: And I guess to start off the next half of the list, we have uh, Nicholas Backstrom, Sean Couturier, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Tyler Topholi for the NHL list. And we'll go to you, for yours.
1: Yeah, so I have TJ Oshie at 51. He's just another one of these guys for Washington. They have a solid top six. If you draft anyone from their top six, they're going to get you points. And he's pretty much a product of that. Um, then I have Joe Pavelski at 52. He got off to a rocket hot start last year. It might not happen the same way for him again this year, but he does have good players there in the top six. So I really like him as a solid contributor. He also gets hit. So that's a that's a good thing to look at. I have Elias Lindholm at 53. Um, I feel like he's a guy that really broke out for Calgary last year. He's now centering his own line. Um, and that line was really solid last year. He was with Matthew Kachuk and uh, Andrew Magipani. So um, if that line sort of stays together, um, I feel like the Lindholm could continue to score really well this year. And um, then I have Martin Natchez at 54. He's another guy that really had a breakout year last year. Um he's playing in that Carolina top six. That's so talented. We talked about all these guys. I mean, nature's just finds ways to score and I, I believe they're going to be rolling him out on the top power play this year. So if they are, um, that's, that's pretty much the, the best exposure you can get. And then I have Ryan Nugent Hopkins at 55. I mean, there's nothing else to say about him. He's, he's a good score in his own right. But when you're playing with guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl, especially on like top power plays and top units, I mean, you're going to get points. So Dugent Hopkins is drafted there solely for that. Sounds good.
0: And I guess for the next five, for the NHL list, we have, um, I guess, Cole Calfield, Martin Nietzsche, Elias Lindholm, Nick Suzuki, and Anthony Manta. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: All right, at 56, I have Blake Wheeler. Um, I believe most people have him a little further down just because of his age, but honestly, when you're playing on that top line in Winnipeg and you're seeing all the top situations for the jets, he's been so productive. He's outproduced his rank almost every year. Um, I, I feel like if you're drafting him lower than that, you're getting a steal. And if that's where he's going in drafts, then where you're taking him is, is a steal. I really like Blake Wheeler. Um, I have Tyler Toffoli at 57. Obviously he had that breakout year last year with Montreal they're really going to need him to come through in terms of scoring as they sort of lost a lot of depth. I mean, there's questions now about Carey prices, health, um, Shea Weber's health as he probably won't be playing for the season. They lost a whole bunch of players. So guys like Toffoli will really need to step up. So I definitely like him to produce maybe not as well as last season, but he'll definitely be pretty solid. And then I have Cole Caulfield at 58. Obviously he's the highest ranked rookie I have for forwards just because we've seen that he can score in the playoffs. Uh, Most of these other rookies, I haven't really seen it yet from them. So he's already proven. So I gotta rank him higher. Um, I have Vladimir Tarasenko at fifty nine. Obviously that shoulder issue he's been dealing with, even after surgeries, he hasn't been the same. Uh, He used to be a top twenty five overall player around, but I guess lately, you know, he's had rifts with St. Louis. You know, maybe he should be traded, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, but if he can sort of get back to the way he was, uh, he'll definitely be a solid scorer for you. And then I have Jack Eichel at 60. Obviously, he's dealing with an injury. Obviously, he's probably going to get traded as he's not captain of Buffalo anymore. Um, I think I got him in a draft in in with like with like my last pick or something. Like it was crazy. He fell all the way from like around 60, where I have him here, to like my last pick. And I was like, you know what? I might as well take him. And then the news came out that they're exploring trades. So it looked like a genius move. So I mean, if you can get him. Uh, I know 60 is where he should be ranked, but if you can get him else at the top 100, that's pretty much a win situation. And that's around where I got him. So uh, that's definitely something you want to look at for Eichel. So yeah, I have him at 60.
0: Yeah, I guess getting Jack Eichel like, at the end of the drafts, um, I don't think anybody was really expecting that. And it is kind of weird that he went all the way that low.
1: I mean, he was drafted as a top 15 forward last year. So, I mean, if you're getting him in the last round, Regardless of whether he plays or not this season, let's just say he has to have surgery, misses the season, or you know, uh, whatever happens, he doesn't get traded. I mean, it it was your last pick. I mean, a lot of times with your last pick, if it doesn't work out, you're dropping them and picking up someone off the waiver wire week one, anyways. So, I mean, there's nothing to really sweat if you get him late. If you're taking him at 60, you must have a lot of faith in him. Uh, that's where I have him just because you know. The moment he comes back, whichever team he's playing for, he's going to produce. He's not going to have as bad of a season as he had last year with that injury. So, yeah, I definitely like Jack Eichel as a player. And I feel like if he comes back, he's going to be solid.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess for the next five for the NHL list, we have uh, Blake Wheeler, Zach Hyman, uh, Tom Wilson, David uh, Perron, and uh, Jack Eichel. And we'll go to you for
1: yours. Yeah, at 61, I have Tyler Sagan. He's another undervalued player. I could have even put him higher than this. But yeah, he's the top line center for Dallas. Uh, He's going to have a bounce back here. I know he had an injury riddled season last year. He's fully healthy now. He's really talented. He's being really undervalued just because of last season. So if you can get him there and let's just say you don't have a right wing or you don't have a center, I mean, like he's one of those guys that can just slot right in and help you win your league. So I like Sagan there. I have Zach Hyman at 62. Obviously, he can cover like categories like shots and hits that where most players don't normally cover. He's playing on a line most likely with Connor McDavid. So if he is, that's prime exposure right there. There's nothing much else I can say about that. Um, I have Nick Suzuki at 63, just because I have his line mates to Foley and Caulfield a little bit higher. I feel like Suzuki's a bit more defensive than them, so he's a little bit lower. But I think that might improve, like in, on him in terms of like plus minus and stuff like that. So um, he's okay taking at 63. Um, and then, yeah, David Perron at 64. He's probably the best pure goal scorer for St. Louis outside of Tarasenko. So if Tarasenko not really clicking on his goal scoring, Perron's probably going to be the guy for St. Louis. So he's definitely a guy you should be looking at. And then I have Tom Wilson at 65. Obviously he's a wild card because he covers every category in fantasy, but the only problem is he gets himself suspended a lot of times and suspensions are like injuries. The players are missing games. So yeah, um, yeah, treat him like you treat a player that gets injured all the time because that's pretty much the way Tom Wilson is going to be. But when he's in the lineup, he's super productive. So I have him at 65.
0: For sure. And yeah, he Tom Wilson does get into a lot of controversy. I think last year he got into controversy with some uh, dirty hits and ended up getting suspended. So yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it more in the preview because there is some stuff that's going to go down. But anyways... Uh, Yeah, get to 66.
0: Yeah, for sure. For the NHL list, um, we have uh, Patrick Hornquist, Kevin Fiala, Braden Shen, Tyler Sagan, and uh, Brian Rust, and we'll go to you for your list.
1: Yeah, so I have Kevin Fiala at 66. I wanted to put him a little bit higher, but he was very inconsistent at the start of the season last year. You could take him over Tom Wilson if you're concerned about suspensions and stuff, but yeah, I think Fiala is probably the second best scorer for Minnesota behind Kaprizov, so um yeah i definitely like taking him i have anthony mantha from washington i mentioned washington has a solid top six and he's part of it so he's going to be getting a, a lot of chances to play with guys like alex ovechkin nicholas backstrom and others so he's definitely going to be solid i have Braden shen at 68 uh, he's another st louis blues player that's just going to be playing on the top two lines he'll be playing either with a guy like ryan o'reilly or a David Perron, or a Vladimir Tarasenko. So I really like his upside in terms of that. And then I have uh, Brian Rust at 69. This guy's solid. Uh, He pretty much contributes in every single fantasy category. Um, He's another one of those guys. He's probably going to be playing with Sidney Crosby when Crosby comes back. Um, And I mean, he pretty much plays his role the way you want him to in fantasy. You pick him just to get those uh, stats that you can't normally get, uh, like hits and stuff. And yeah, he's going to do it well for you. Um, And then I have Philip Forsberg at 70. He's probably the best scorer for Nashville, in my opinion. Uh, I don't even know if I have another Nashville player in my top 100. So um, it looks like Forsberg is going to be the main guy there. Um, If you want a guy that's going to be playing in almost every scoring situation for Nashville, it's going to be Forsberg. So definitely take a look at him.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess for the next five, we have, um, I guess, Dominic. Uh, Kubelik, Philip Forsberg, Pavel Buknevich, Alexander uh, Radulov, and Alex um, Lafreniere for the uh, NHL list. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: All right. I have Patrick Hornquist at 71. I think there's been word going around that he's going to be dropped down to the third line in Florida. It's kind of concerning. Um, If he doesn't get onto one of the power play units, that's also going to be concerning. So I don't have him as high as most people. I mean, he's still solid in the fact that I guess he can score quite a bit. His plus minus is usually pretty good, and he gets a lot of hits. Uh, the only thing is his shot volume might drop if he's not in those prime scoring situations with those top players like he was last year. So that's a little concerning, but I do have him around 71 just because I think he's going to be okay to draft. He's one of those guys, if he doesn't work out, definitely you can drop him for someone on the waiver. Then I have uh, Tuvo in at 72. He's very undervalued. He was going in like the top 30 or 40 among forwards last year. I know between injuries and so on, he hasn't looked the same, but it, it looks like he's going to be getting that top line spot besides Svechnikov and uh, Aho and Carolina. So, I mean, if you're playing on the top line, you're probably going to get that exposure. So, I mean, he's a guy I found on the waiver wire in one of my leagues. So, um, there's no way he should be there. He should be drafted for sure among forwards. And then Dominic Kubalik at 73. He's a solid fantasy player overall. I believe he was in the top like 30 fantasy forwards last year in terms of total production. Obviously that might come down a little bit with guys coming back from injury like Jonathan Taves and Kirby doc. But I mean, if he can continue to produce, he might outproduce his rank. And then I have Bo Horvat at 74. Uh, this is a guy that could be a little bit higher. I just have him a little bit further down um, because I don't know uh, how much he's going to be on the top power play uh, for this team. Uh, I mean, if they have Pedersen there, Miller, Besser. Uh, I know Horvat is a good scorer, but uh, I don't know, I'm know. i just a little bit lower on him than the other three, so I have him a little bit lower down here. And then I have Taylor Hall at 75. Uh, Boston needs good second line production, and Hall produced when he came in from the trade last year. He stayed in Boston. He liked playing there, so I think he'll definitely be able to produce for you in fantasy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the next buy for the NHL list, we have uh, Vincent Trocek, uh, Bo Horvat, Tugo uh, Terevainen, Taylor Hall, and Kirby Dock. And we'll go to you for your list.
1: All Right at 76, I have Pavel Bujnevich. Obviously, he's going to be playing in that top six for St. Louis. We mentioned some of their high-end players earlier. Um, yeah, he should be really solid. He was solid for the Rangers last year. I think we, he was one of the guys we were telling uh, everyone to pick up a lot um, last season. Uh, he definitely should be owned in leagues. Uh, he's a solid right winger for sure. I have uh, Vincent Trocek at 77. Uh, he should be the second line center for Carolina. And he was really solid last year. I mean, he was on a crazy scoring pace. Uh, he was being picked up in all different leagues. Uh, he definitely should be solid again this year. Um, At 78, I have Alexi Lafreniere. I feel like he can take that next step forward in his second season. I know the beginning of his first season was a little rough, but he definitely should be really solid next season. Um, I have Dylan Larkin at 79. He's another undervalued player. People shy away from him because he plays for Detroit. But I mean, he's been really solid every year. He's been in Detroit. Um, They definitely should be better this year. His plus minus, it could be in the minus still, but it definitely won't be as bad as it was last season. But, I mean, he's their top scorer. He's going to be playing in all situations for them. So, uh, he's a really solid center that you can take a look at. Then I have Kirby Dock at 80. He also struggled when he came back from injury last year. Um, But, yeah, he's going to be playing with high-end forwards. There's a chance he even plays with Patrick Kane. And if he does, he's going to get that exposure. So, uh, he's a solid guy you can take there at number 80.
0: For sure. And I guess moving on to the next five for the NHL list, we have Victor Arvidsson, Brendan Gallagher, Dylan Larkin, uh, Connor Garland, and uh, Trevor Zagres, and we'll go to you for your list.
1: All right, at 81, I have Evgeny Malkin. Obviously, people shy away from him because he is currently injured and he does have an injury history. But when he's in your lineup, he's going to produce like a top center for you. So if you're willing to hold him on IR, he's a good guy to take there at 81. 82, I have Patrick Line. He's also being undervalued this year because he did have a rough year, of course, being traded between two teams from Winnipeg to Columbus. But I guess having a full season in Columbus this year, we've already seen him in the preseason. He's scoring highlight real goals. It uh, looks like it could be a bounce back year for him. And I mean, he was a top goal scorer in the league before that trade. So yeah, we've seen him produce in previous years. I think he can definitely bounce back this year. Um, and then at 83, I have Victor Arvidsson, obviously a new scenery for him as well. Um, moving to LA, um, I feel like with the combination of him being able to hit and get a lot of shots, you know, playing on the power play, that kind of thing, he definitely can be a really solid uh, late round forward that you can sort of get to, to beef up your lineup. Uh, Brendan Gallagher is pretty similar to the way he plays as Vic, like Victor Arvidsson. Um, I think he's uh, gonna be in tough, of course, playing for a Montreal team that's gonna be banged up. But um, he's been solid for fantasy. Like anytime people have owned him, he he's not really droppable. Like he he's really solid. So uh, you're definitely getting a solid player there. And then I have Connor Garland at eighty-five. I believe he's another member of this top six. Uh, for the Canucks, he just came in from the Coyotes, where he was very productive there. He was one of our top pickups last year uh, that we were really banging uh, early in the year for people to pick up. Um, yeah, Garland's going to be solid. Uh, he can score. He's probably going to be on the line with Horvat and either maybe Pearson, Puck-Kolzin, um, Hoaglander, like one of these like talented wingers they have. Um, yeah, and Garland should be solid, so I don't think you need to worry when you draft him.
0: Sounds good. And I guess moving on to the next five for the NHL list, we have Evgeny Malkin, Andre Burakovsky, Drake Batherson, um, Patrick Lane, and we have um, Carter Verhege, the guy who should be over 50% owned hopefully this year. And we'll go to you for your list.
1: Uh, yeah so for 86 I have Trevor Zagris I, I believe he's the second rookie I have on here Um yeah last season I know he played a handful of games Uh, he didn't really play that well of course I can't have him as high as Caulfield because he does play for the Anaheim Ducks so his plus minus could hurt but he should take that next step this year so I definitely like him Um and then at 87 I have Andre Burakovsky obviously playing for Colorado um he's probably going to be on the line with a uh, guy like Nazem Kadri and he'll probably see some power play time with the top unit uh, a lot of times if not with the second unit so definitely look at him for additional goal scoring though I have Jamie Bennett 88 he's not another guy that's being undervalued obviously his his line mate and center Tyler Sagan's healthy this year uh, Ben kind of struggled a little bit without him last year but Ben's sort of that guy his plus minus is always going to be solid He's going to get you hits as well. He's going to get you shots and he should be on the top power play for this uh stars team so i like him um and then i have carter verhage at 89 i want to check his yahoo percentage um just because you mentioned uh carter verhage 50 um let me see if this guy is over 50 percent rostered so far among people that have drafted um let me see here carter verhage where is this guy and he is 69% rostered so there we go over okay, 50% this year people are believing this guy i believe in him too he's my 89th ranked forward obviously florida's beefed up their forwards um but yeah he look it looks like he's going to be playing with barkov again which is a really good sign you could maybe even take him over patrick hornquist who we mentioned earlier that's one of that's one of the situations where for hagi's playing in that top 6 and hornquist isn't he's on the third line then maybe you draft a Verhage instead of taking a Hornquist and you might benefit from it. So definitely look at that. And I have Drake Batherson at 90. Uh, he's the second forward I have from Ottawa behind Brady Kachuk. Obviously, Kachuk might not start the season on time. So they're going to rely on Batherson as their main guy. Um, I'll bring up another Ottawa guy that I do have in here uh, in a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, Batherson is probably the best option for Ottawa right now without Brady Kachuk. For sure.
0: And I guess uh, moving on to the next five for the NHL list, we have Tim Stutzel, uh, Jonathan Toes, uh, William Carlson, uh, Ryan Strom, and Jamie Ben. and we'll go to you for your list.
1: Yeah, so I have uh, Tim Stutzel at 91. That's the other guy from Ottawa I talked about. I know he, in his rookie year, he was sort of up and down but he could be the best goal scorer for this team this year. Um, he could take that next step, and you definitely want to get on 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 the trend with him before he takes that next step so you can benefit from his upside. So definitely a guy you could be looking at. I have Jordan Eberle at 92. This is the highest Seattle Kraken forward I have. Um, yeah, not much else to say. He has a proven scoring track record with both the Oilers and the Islanders um he's probably going to be their main guy in terms of scoring so you definitely if you want someone from the Kraken he's probably the best player you should look at I might have Chris Kreider at 93 um this is a guy he's playing for a talented Rangers top six they're going to be scoring a lot he's a guy that gets a lot of shots and a lot of hits as well so for him to be I've seen him going outside the top 100 or 150 forwards and that's not right he definitely is a top 100 forward Another ranger here I have is Ryan Strom, also in that ranger's top six, um, probably going to be playing with Panarin this year. So his upside is even uh, higher than where it might be if he was like a third liner or something. So I definitely like Ryan Strom. And I have Jonathan Taves at 95. It looks like he is going to play this season. And I mean, when Taves has played, he's always been solid. He can contribute in almost every single category. So he's definitely someone you should be looking at this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess to um, round out the list, we have, uh, I guess, Jonathan uh, Marchessault, Josh Norris, uh, Jordan um, Eberl, uh, Anders Eberle, Lee. And- Eberle, yeah, yeah, yeah Eberly, my bad. Anders Lee and um, Oliver Bjorkstrand. And that's going to round out the top 100 for the NHL list. And we'll go to you for yours.
1: All right, I have William Carlson at 96 and Jonathan Marchisol at 97. Obviously, they're line mates in Vegas. They play on that second line. Uh, we talked about both uh, uh, Paschuretti and Stone earlier. These are sort of the secondary scorers for this team. So if you don't get a piece of those top scorers, these guys are uh, pretty good scorers as well. So you can definitely take them. Um, I have Claude Drew at 98. He's another guy that's undervalued because he played on a poor Philadelphia team last year. They're definitely going to be better this year. He's their captain. He's one of their better scorers. So definitely, he'll be really solid in fantasy. Um, I have Oliver Bjorkstrand at 99. He was the best forward for Columbus last year. Both him and Patrick Liney. there's a chance they play on that top line. And if they play together, they could both be really solid. So I definitely like Bjorkstrand. And I have Alexander Radulov at 100. I know it's a little bit lower than most people are having him. But there's a chance he doesn't crack that top six for Dallas as there's so many solid players there. I mean, we talked about Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Jason Robertson, Arope Hintz. There's like Gary Anov. There's We talked about Pavelski already. Um, there's just too many forwards there. And I feel like Radulov has had an injury history as well. Um, so, yeah, I can't rank him as high, but he still does make my top 100 forwards. For sure.
0: And I guess uh, just going a little bit outside, there's a lot of solid um, forwards um, listed on NHL. For example, Denis Gurianov, um, Anthony Beauvillier. Um, what are your thoughts on those kind of players?
1: Yeah, let me just take a look at the list here. Um, so you said um, Gurianov and Beauvillier? Yeah. Yeah, Beauvillier, I have had him on teams last year. He was really solid. Um, There's a lot of guys here. I see uh, Vasily Podkolzin, the rookie for Vancouver. I have him on a team this year. He might even crack the top six there. He's going to be solid. I talked about Gary Anov. I talked about Drew Kreider. Um, Joel Faraby, I have him on a team as well from Philadelphia. He's one of these young guys that can definitely score. Um, We talked about guys like Nazem Kadri, who I see here. Um, I mean, Cam Atkinson's on a new team with Philadelphia. He's going to be solid. Looks like Jeff Carter could start as the number one center for Pittsburgh. So he could be another guy that could really uh, produce for you. Um, You got Jesse pooley You could be playing with Connor McDavid, and that would be interesting. Um, Max Comtois was the highest scorer for Anaheim last year. He's really solid. Of course, Kessel, he is starting the season injured, but we talked about him a lot in pickups last year as he was producing. I mean, there's just so many names here. You can just keep going down the list. So many solid forwards. Jared McCann for Seattle. He should be solid. Um, Yeah, you go through different names. Matt Zuccarello, Connor Brown. Um, Yeah, honestly, you can't go wrong uh, with guys like that. Um, uh, One name I was going to mention, though, is Evander Kane. Obviously, I don't have him on my list um, because we don't know his status with the team. Obviously, all the allegations and stuff going on. Um, And yeah, another guy that definitely you want to throw on your IR if you can is Alex Tuck. I know he's been going undrafted a lot when he's in the lineup, he's one of Vegas' best scorers. He gets hits. And I believe he plays on the second power play unit. So he is going to be getting power play time. He's one of those sneaky guys that gets different categories for you. So definitely take a look at him. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for forwards for fantasy this year. It's going to be great.
0: Sounds good. And I guess that'll wrap up the um, top 100 forward rankings. So we'll go on to some previews now. And I guess we'll start with um i guess the penguins versus the tampa bay lightning um sounds like it's going to be a pretty exciting match but um who do you got
1: all right so um, yeah i'll talk a little bit about the matchup and then i'll i'll also ask you about what you think but um i believe that tampa bay is favored in this matchup um yeah with pittsburgh missing their top two centers and this game being played in Tampa Bay and they're going to be raising their Stanley cup banner, uh, game one of the, of the season. I just, I find it really hard to go against Tampa Bay in this game. I really think they're going to come out ready and they should be able to win this game. Honestly. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here.
0: Yeah. My thinking is, um, even with, I guess a fully healthy Pittsburgh roster, um, Tampa Bay's more than competitive. They could probably match or even beat a fully healthy Pittsburgh team. And this isn't a fully healthy Pittsburgh team. So I don't think Tampa Bay should have too much trouble with that, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, there is a chance I would take a flyer on Pittsburgh if Crosby and Malkin were playing. Because you know how sometimes Stanley Cup teams have that hangover, like first game where they don't come out to play as well. So if Crosby and Malkin were there, I might think about taking Pittsburgh, especially if they were still an underdog in in the game. But yeah, the way it's looking right now, I think I'm going to have to side with Tampa Bay on this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can uh, move on to, I guess, the Seattle Kraken versus the Golden Knights. So I guess it'll be Seattle's first ever NHL game. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on um, this matchup?
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm going to be pulling for Seattle in this game, but I really don't know how much of a chance they have against this loaded Vegas team. I mean, we saw what Vegas did to their goalie, Philip Grubauer, last year when he played for Colorado in the playoffs. I mean, Vegas pretty much, they won four straight games against Colorado and eliminated them from the playoffs uh, after Colorado had taken the the first uh, uh, two there. And uh, yeah, I... I mean, there's nothing much else I can say. Vegas is at home for this game. They're the older expansion team, obviously, out of the two recent expansion teams. They have a more solid roster. Um, even without Marc-Andre Fleury this year, they have Robin Lehner as their goalie. Assuming he plays, yeah, Vegas should win this one pretty easily. Could Seattle keep it close, maybe? Are they going to win? Probably not. And yeah, that's just my opinion on it. I don't know. What are you thinking here?
0: Um, I guess my thinking is... I guess there's just, I guess, too many, I don't want to say too many questions about Seattle, but it's basically kind of like an unknown for the most part versus a team that's been pretty solid pretty much every year that they've been in. I know they're both relatively recent, but Vegas has, like, even from, like, the beginning of their team, they made it to the finals in, like, their first year or something like that. And they always have, like, deep playoff runs, so it's, like, it's it's you're basically a contender versus a team that you don't really know um, how they're going to play for the year so I would go with Vegas
1: yeah for sure I, I definitely like Vegas they're a heavy favorite in this game um, yeah and uh, that's that's where I have to lean that, that's where I see it going
0: for sure and I guess we'll move on to Wednesday's games uh, there's quite a few games here we'll start with um, classic rivalry Canadians versus the Maple Leafs. Um, I guess my thoughts on this game would be, I'd still kind of have the Maple Leafs, um, I guess, beating the Canadians, even though the Canadians did have a really good run. Um, I think Kerry Price, he might not be playing for this game as well. So that's something to, I guess, think about, but what are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, it looks like Carey Price has enter, entered that sort of thing where, um, you know, players are struggling with mental health. They, they want help, and I think um, he announced that this week, so it looks like he's probably not going to be playing. Yeah, you got to go with the Leafs here. I mean, this is the classic uh, revenge-type game. The Leafs are at home. We obviously know what happened in the playoffs last year. I, like, I mean, there is a chance Montreal pulls it out, but, I mean, you're not with your captain for the whole season. You're not with Carey Price for who knows how long. I don't know how Montreal wins this game. I know Hoffman's hurt. I know other forwards they have are hurt. Yeah, the, the Leafs have so much more uh, depth uh, when it comes to pretty much everything. And um, yeah, they definitely should win this game for sure.
0: For sure. And I guess we'll move on to uh, the New York Rangers versus the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Um, I feel like this might go either either way. They're both pretty good teams, but I guess I'll give it to, I guess, Washington to kind of um, edge it out, mainly just because of how good they've been over the years. And what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. This is definitely a matchup that can go either way. I know we talked about Tom Wilson earlier. Of course, the whole situation that happened with these two teams last year where they were just brawling over that Tom Wilson hit. And I mean, the New York Rangers traded for Ryan Reeves for a reason. Um, I know he is day-to-day, so hopefully he will play in this game. But if he plays in this game, there is no way that he is not going to be fighting Tom Wilson in this game. Um, And yeah, um, I talked about the Alex Ovechkin injury, the Nicholas Backstrom injury. If Washington's missing some of their top guys, this, I mean, you mentioned it could go either way. I think maybe the Rangers even have a chance of winning this, to be honest, I, I feel like. The Rangers, they've gotten tougher. They still have good scores. Um, and yeah, like if Washington's without Ovechkin and Backstrom, yeah, I kind of like the Rangers' chances here, to be honest, even as an underdog.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, the Rangers, they've been trying to, I guess, try to make the playoffs. They're always on the outside looking in. So I guess beating a Washington team would be kind of um, a good sign of things to come, hopefully
1: yeah absolutely
0: and i guess we'll uh move on to i guess the colorado avalanche versus the chicago blackhawks um colorado they had a really good uh, regular season last year they have a really good offense but i guess um the blackhawks they made some really good roster changes so it's an I guess it's another game that could maybe go either way, depending on how things go. But I guess I'll go with um, the Avalanche on this. And what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I have no idea why the Avalanche is so heavily favored in here. Like you said, this could go either way because we don't know what kind of a Chicago team is going to come out. This could be a Chicago team that's much more put together and better built than in previous years. I mean, they have Marc-Andre Fleury as their goalie, who really frustrated the Avalanche in the playoffs this year. They improved their blue line with Seth Jones, and I mean, they're getting their captain back. This game definitely screams uh, a close game, and I have no idea why the Avalanche are favored by so much. Um, I would honestly, like, I think Colorado probably should still win this, but I would honestly just take the Blackhawks, if anything, I mean, if you're going to, you could even take them on like the spread, like plus uh, one and a half to maybe keep it within a goal or even win it. That's probably something I would look at with Chicago just because, um, yeah, they're saying blow up, but yeah, this game shouldn't be a blow. This definitely should be a, a closer game for sure.
0: Sure. And I guess we'll move on to the Winnipeg Jets versus the Anaheim Ducks. um. I guess that Anaheim Ducks, they're more or less a rebuilding team. And the Jets, they were pretty so- uh, solid, I guess, last year in the regular season. Um, their playoffs, they didn't go as far as they wanted. But I feel like um, the Jets, they're more solid overall. So I guess I'd go with the Jets. But what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think the Jets should still win this. Obviously, this is the the game, the last game Scheifele will be serving on his suspension. Um, probably have Paul Stasny or Pierre Luc Dubois playing the top center spot for this game. Yeah, I mean, the Jets are pretty well put together. I, I could definitely see them winning this. Um, I just don't know how Anaheim's going to look this year. They might look better, and they are at home. So there is a chance you could lean towards the Ducks. I'm leaning towards the Jets, though. I think this Jets team's really solid. They're definitely going to be really good this year. Um, and yeah, probably would lean the Jets just a little bit.
0: For sure. And I guess, uh, we'll go on to the Vancouver Canucks versus, uh, Edmonton Oilers, um, I guess not really too sure how this game is going to go, but I guess I would still go with the Oilers mainly just because of how good their offenses. I feel like they're one of the more offensive offensively talented teams in the league. And, um, I think it's going to be hard for any team to stop that this year, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. First game of the season. I think it's going to be tough to stop Connor McDavid. I do like this Canucks team, but this Oilers team looks really strong. Um, yeah. You got to go with the Oilers here. They are at home. The crowd's going to be electric there. Uh, there's not much else I'm going to say. Uh, look for McDavid and Drysdale to get on the board pretty early in this game. And I think you definitely have to lean with the Oilers here.
0: For sure. And I guess that Uh, Brings us to the end of um, everything NHL. And I guess, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, my only final thought is uh, people are going into uh, some drafts, I guess, right before the season uh, this weekend. So yeah, um, we have episodes of mock drafts, uh, rankings and stuff. So just uh, keep an eye on that. We have division previews talking about good fantasy players for each team um yeah just go in uh, you don't need to panic just uh, go off the knowledge that you know and you should be able to draft a good team and then I guess in terms of the season yeah I can't wait for hockey to start it's gonna be great
0: yeah for sure if it's anything like last season um this season might be just as crazy or even more crazy because um I guess uh things are opening up a little bit more there's going to be more crowds so um yeah hopefully it'll be a really good season
1: yeah, we got Seattle coming in. We talked about that, that Tuesday night late game. Definitely should be really exciting.
0: For sure. And that about uh, wraps things up for everything NHL this week. If you liked what you watched, um, you can definitely subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. Leave us a like. Uh, give us a review. Um, and give us your thoughts on, I guess, who would be top 100. Um, give us your thoughts on, I guess, kind of spreads or matchups as well, if you want. Um, if you liked what you listened to, you can uh, follow us on Spotify. And you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, um, you can follow us at Fan Fan Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week.